Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and you know the drill by now. As per usual, I'm going to be kicking the ball over to John Randall and I in just a few minutes here. I'm going to try to keep the intro on the short and sweet side here because I haven't been doing, actually, I've been doing quite a bit of gaming, but I've just been doing more dabbling than uh, diving into anything on the deeper side, and I feel like that's kind of how the conversation goes here. It's all video game focused, but we just kind of jump all over the place, kind of, yeah, just all over the map uh, for the conversation coming up once I kick it over to... Uh, the three of us, uh, yeah, just for some kind of Xbox Game Pass stuff, some cloud gaming stuff, a um, little bit of John's Steam Deck, some uh, Baba's used spin-off games from uh, the developer over there. Uh, yeah, all sorts of video game stuff coming up. And then I guess some of the stuff that I've been playing lately, uh, some of the stuff I'm going to probably save, uh, maybe like the mathier games. I've been playing a little bit of uh, Super Algebra which is the newest uh, game from the Punk Cake folks. Uh, and I actually checked out their other most recent game too, Hexel. But I think I'm going to save that. And then this other game, Tens, that I've been playing quite a bit of on Switch. Uh, and then while I'm talking Switch, uh, I've been playing quite a bit of uh, WarioWare Move It, which I just scooped up. Uh, although I think I want to save that too, because I know John, Randall, and I all are pretty big, or I guess varying degrees of WarioWare fans uh, all across the map, all across the different games. Although I will just say I'm enjoying the game so far, but I do feel like WarioWare on the whole just lends itself to being a better handheld franchise than a uh, console franchise, I guess. I don't know what else to call it but uh, or how else to say it, but yeah, I'm having fun with the game still, but um, and I'm looking forward to trying some of the multiplayer modes and stuff like that. Uh, but some of the stuff that I have been playing and that I did want to talk about briefly here uh, before I kick it over to John Randall and I is uh, some of the stuff that I've been playing on Xbox Game Pass lately. I have really been itching to kind of uh, spring for getting an Xbox Series X, especially because I've been doing quite a bit of the cloud gaming, which I guess we did <laughs> do talk about a little bit in the conversation coming up here, too. But uh, uh, one of the games that just came out recently, just the other day, I fired up uh, Go Mecha Ball, and I was really pumped for this game. I've been seeing it uh, in development for quite some time, and it's just polished up so much ever since the initial uh, snippets that I saw in action. Although I will say those look super buttery smooth, too, but this is just a really awesome top-down twin-stick shooter, uh, more of like an isometric camera view, but it definitely just plays like a top-down twin-stick shooter. Reminds me a lot of uh, Assault Android Cactus and like the style and the gameplay even a little bit, um, but it's definitely pretty heavily like Sega and Sonic inspired as well because you basically play as this like cat in this mech suit um, that you can like turn into like a, you know, mecha ball, I guess, <laughs> hence the name of the game, but turn into a ball and then do this like basically sonic spin dash um, that has like a cooldown timer on it. But you can like bash into enemies and then bashing into enemies to do, you know, kind of melee damage to them. But also every time you do that, that's how you pick up more ammo. And there's all sorts of different guns and the game does play out in a roguelike fashion in the sense or roguelite fashion, I guess, because you do get. Uh, you know, a currency that you then get to go back to the main hub zone or after a run or whatever and unlock some new weapons or abilities or upgrades. So there's like, you know, big ground pound slams that you can unlock. I just unlock some new mines. Obviously, you can just upgrade like your overall health and power. There's still I've only played maybe five or six runs or so, but the soundtrack is just absolutely slamming. Like I'm absolutely loving it. And I will say for such like a fast paced, frantic game, we, we talk about it a little bit again coming up here, not to be a broken record, but um, 
playing this uh, via the cloud. Although I will say there's like a few stuttery moments visually, like where it's like, you know, buffering or whatever, uh, which is, you know, a little bit annoying, I guess. But it just is what it is playing on my uh, Xbox one here. And again, just making me want to spring for that Xbox Series X. I would have thought for sure that this game would have been, you know, being that it's kind of an indie release, like, oh, it's going to be available on kind of thought it was going to be released on Switch and everything. And I was like, oh, man, it's only on like the current gen consoles and whatever. So and it, you, you can kind of see why. I mean, the game is just so fluid and fast fast paced, even playing it again on the cloud. It just, you know, plays very responsibly. I'm still just endlessly impressed with uh, how well that works in spite of the visual, like, you know, buffering and glitches or whatever, but just such a fun game. And I really just love like the spin dash mechanic and like these kind of diorama isometric levels. It's just such a cool, unique twist on like the isometric shooter. And I really do love that, like, I don't know. It feels so inspired by Assault Android Cactus. I could be totally wrong about that, but <laughs> I don't know. Just something about it really uh, reminds me of that game a little bit. The energy of it and it just that little bit of like a Dreamcast flavor. I don't know. It definitely has some Sega energy uh, to the game, but definitely really, really recommend this one. I'm really looking forward to playing some more of it. Uh, and then another game that I fired up shortly after that is uh, Roller Drome, which I actually fired up on the cloud a little while back, and it took a long time. This is the first time I saw the message uh, pop up where it said... Um, like, you know, it's the server's really busy right now, so it might take a minute or two longer than expected or something like that. Um, and then that particular time, it like booted up and there was no sound. I thought maybe it was like a quiet, you know, intro thing going on. But then it got to like the tutorial section. I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I only played for like two seconds and I was like, you know what? It's early in the morning here. Let me fire this up and see if uh, maybe I'll have better luck this time around and didn't have that waiting, you know, extra timer for <laughs> the server being busy or anything like that. Um, and then was able to get right into the game. There was sound right off the bat. It was kind of like an understated, mellow, kind of 80s synth vibe to the soundtrack in the opening bit, but still it definitely lent itself to like, you know, getting me sucked in right off the bat. Um, I kind of intended to just like fire this one up and see if it worked real quick. And then the tutorial, that's the only thing I'll say is the tutorial is a little bit on the long side, but it's kind of easy to see why because the controls are a little bit complex. And by the end of the tutorial, it's like almost throwing a little bit too much at you at once. Uh, just in the sense of like, I don't know, there's just a few too many extra buttons and it's not necessarily immediately intuitive, like not the buttons that my brain is like, oh, that's what I would expect. And basically you're playing like as, this is basically like an inline skating, like Tony Hawk style game in the sense that it's, you know, going up vert ramps and in these like little skate park arenas. Uh, but then you're also like playing a third person shooter. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a roller derby or uh, demolition derby kind of hybrid situation. You're just like, yeah, basically getting into these arenas and then after you get through the tutorial, um, you just have to go through. And this is from the developers of uh, Ali Ali World, to the best of my knowledge. And I'm just so it's got that really great like 3D uh, or I guess the Ali Ali series. But the way Ali Ali World has that like 3D cell shaded pastel kind of look to it. This game has that as well, but it's actually a full 3D game as opposed to Ali Ali World is more of like a pseudo 2.5D situation. Uh, but this game is really cool. Again, it took a little bit of getting the hang of, but, you know, it's got some bullet time slow-mo, so you can be, like, grinding by and basically doing tricks. Um, at first, it seemed like, okay, well, why would, I, why would I even bother doing these tricks? But doing tricks is actually what, like, refills your ammo, and it gets a little bit repetitive. I've only played through the first, like, two or three stages, and again, the, each stage is, like, 
almost like it's very arcadey in that sense where you're like trying to like beat a high score or do a certain you know there's like a bunch of different challenges on each stage so there's tons of replayability in that sense but there is like an actual story mode like you're in like the you know you start out it goes into like a little first person mode and you're in the locker room but otherwise the game plays out in third person and yeah the controls take a little bit of getting used to it feels like it's maybe a little bit inspired by like the jet grind or the jet set radio uh series uh just in the way that like you steer like you just have to press forward on the joystick and then you're just automatically moving forward but yeah it just takes a little bit of getting used to but I'm definitely looking forward to playing some more of this one as well, especially like the the last couple like enemies that I took down. Like you just have to clear, you know, however many waves and there's snipers, you're dodging their attacks at the right time. And it just I don't know, once you get into the rhythm with the game and the controls, which, again, I only played a little bit of. So I feel like I was just starting to scratch that surface. Um, I really think this game is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. And then just very briefly as well, because I forgot that I had this downloaded on my Switch already. I must have like done the pre-install or whatever when I saw that it was coming to Game Pass and then just forgot about it. Uh, But that game Sea of Stars, um, which is like kind of like a I don't know. It's not a sequel. It might be a prequel, but it's a totally different genre of game. But it's from the folks that made uh, The Messenger, which we talked about on the podcast ages and ages ago. Both uh, Randall and I really enjoyed that game, although it definitely kicked our asses as well. I think Randall actually beat that one, but I never <laughs> never saw that one through to the end. Um, but uh, or I might be thinking about Cyber uh, Shadow now that I think about it. I might be mixing those two games up. Both great uh, kind of 8-bit, 16-bit inspired uh ninja platformers that came out around the same time uh but anyway sea of stars being like kind of like a some kind of set in the same universe of the messenger um it's like a top-down rpg kind of set in that or you're inspired by that 16-bit era you know chrono trigger and that's the game that it immediately reminded me of just in like the sense of like the lushness of the pixels and i'm not the biggest rpg player but i really love when a game like chrono trigger for example has like the enemies right on the screen there's no random battles and i don't know if that's going to be the case i only played this game for maybe 15 20 minutes got to like the first save point uh but really just thought it was kind of fun like a fun world to get sucked into right away it didn't have a long overdrawn out uh, beginning, although maybe I'm playing through that right now. I don't know, but I'm like getting right into the action. It does have, uh, some like timing, uh, you know, paper Mario style attacks where you can press a to, uh, you know, land your attack, do a little extra damage or, you know, get a little extra boost if you release things at the right time, or if you, you know, block an attack. But I like how in the, uh, instructions, it just says, or when you're like reading the, how to, how to play section in the game, it just kind of says, yeah, this is just like a bonus, uh, you know, don't think of it as necessary, but obviously it's going to make the game a little easier if you're landing those extra blows and whatever, uh, or getting a little extra healing or whatever it might be. But this is another one that I'm like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm ever in the right mood, this seems like it'd be a fun one to fire up for a stream and just kind of like relax and, you know, plow through a good chunk of the game. But I'm really excited to, uh, just fire up some more of these games on game pass. And like I said, hopefully get myself an Xbox, uh, series X here, uh, sooner than later. Cause I just really would like to, uh, something about, I mean, the cloud gaming is working pretty well. Uh, I did notice a f- little bit more of that visual glitching, uh, while playing roller drone being that it's like a full 3d, a little more action, but I guess I shouldn't even say a little more action packed cause go mecha ball might be <laughs> more action packed than roller drone. But, uh, nevertheless, see stars. I was just playing right on the console, but, um, it would be nice to just know like, Hey, I'm just downloading it. And like Randall's always talking about jumping from tab to tab or from game to game, if you will. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, playing some more Xbox stuff and obviously some more switch stuff, talking some, uh, 
uh, some of that with the guys next week, digging into some WarioWare, but, uh, or maybe not next week, but next time we sit down for a session. But anyways, enough rambling. And uh, no, I said I was going to keep it short and sweet, and I did the exact opposite of that here. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to John Randall and I for the rest of the uh, episode here. And until next week, we'll catch you then and take care. I got the old uh, puzzle bobble every bobble game for for Christmas, and, and I'm excited about that. Nice, I'm playing that a little That's, bit. That's uh, physical. Yeah. Copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. I snagged. Uh, I got a Switch gift card for twenty bucks, and I was like looking around. I I picked up a few like two dollar cheapo games recently, like not with a gift card or whatever. But I was like, okay, I've been sitting there. I recently almost picked up that Lil Gator game for. Uh, 12 bucks when it went on sale. It looks very short, hikey. Yeah, um, the visually, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and even like it looks kind of like gameplay wise, even looks there's kind of jumping around, kind of like has some Breath of the Wild light style mechanics going on, but it just looks real cute and charming. And the just the movement looks really fun and expressive. So I picked that up. Uh, and then I picked up that Bleak Sword DX game. Are you guys familiar with that game at all? Um, I think it was originally an Apple Arcade game, and then they like release this DX version as you know, on consoles or on switch or whatever. Uh, the main thing I know is Jim Guthrie did the soundtrack and it just has a really cool <laughs> one bit style. And when it came out, I remember a few people talking about it and going, this game is freaking amazing. So who's Jim Guthrie um, again? He did the, like that super brothers, like oh, super nice. soundtrack. He's yeah. done a few other games over the years. I'm trying to think what else he's done, but that's the main thing I can think of him from. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, Did you guys see? I haven't seen this at all or played it at all yet, but I saw it just today. I hopped in the Discord to catch up real quick because I obviously haven't been logging in a ton with getting the move and stuff ready and whatnot. But uh, Turd Boomerang had posted that the uh, Baba is you developer, like just released some kind of like tactics game like, yeah it was like bo- what into, the, into the baba or like it was like into the breach baba it's very into the breach style yeah the art style looks amazing it's like they just like crank out all these free games like if you go to their itch.io page they have like a million not a million but a ton of free games that are all like kind of baba themed spinoffs wow that rules it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that they just keep cranking stuff out like that i kind of wonder i feel like if they're doing that, I almost feel like they have like another project that they're maybe working on in the background or something. But yeah, it's got to be for revenue. Yeah. Oh, that would be such a good way to do like, quote unquote, drip marketing. But like just to be present in people's minds is like put yeah. out little tiny micro games. Definitely. Like, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Just keep keep your branding front of mind. And then when you come out with like a huge full game out out of nowhere seemingly yeah got all that consumer sentiment Mm -hmm. yeah man i feel like you could almost like go that route like just do like participate in some of the big game jams throughout the year and like kind of gets gather a following that way yeah um not to say that this is easily done or anything but like you know make a few cool games and like because it does seem like people really like latch on to some of those game jam games like it's crazy how many even still on switch i'm like scrolling through the new releases and i'm like oh yeah i remember seeing this game as like a game jam thing or like as something else and then oh now it's like you know gotten polished up into a full you know 
little indie release or whatever. Yeah. Just so cool to see how many of those keep, you know, churning out. Even like stuff from like years and years ago. That's sweet. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I did want to do like for a little save it for the cast. Like, so I the reason why I was late was because I, like usual, I misjudged how long a run would take in a roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going far further in Hades than I was anticipating. <laughs> nice. nice. God damn. What a what a lovely game. Like. I've been replaying all, all of the games that I've been replaying on Steam Deck, like Hades, like I'll go more into Lonely Mountains Downhill, but uh, yeah, like Control and Doom 2016 in particular, because this is the first time I've replayed Control. Yeah. So like it's mm-hmm. no longer a fresh game that I'm exploring, but something where I'm like hitting the beats kind of in the same way that like I've re I've replayed Doom 2016 a couple times, but like. Now when I'm doing a Doom 2016 run, I'm like, all right, can I get every single challenge on the first time that I'm Whoa. doing every level? And nice. Like, like, I've memorized these levels because that's yeah. how I play games. And, like, I'm going to get into it on the full episode is that, like, I love learning a map and I love, yeah. like, really internalizing it. And I'm, like, starting to do that in control, which is... At one side, like a little sad because like the game is supposed to be disorienting. Yeah, and, like like it morphs your space. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like about me, I'm aspect. just like, yeah. nah. I know your tricks, game. <laughs> I know this this hallway isn't real. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. Ugh. It's, that's an interesting point because even yeah like a, you know like an obvious example is like a movie like the game or something where it's like once you know the twist or mm-hmm. you know any like Shyamalan movie it's like then you rewatch it it's like yeah it's like well made and everything but like well I don't know about the later Shyamalan movies yeah. but like so I've, I've actually never <laughs> seen any of his movies I don't think but really? um, regardless I don't yeah I don't think so I've never I've never seen ones. the early ones like signs yeah. or I forget I forget what the other big one was Sixth Sense I think there you go um i never saw either of those and that and then once you like kind of know the twist i'm like well i know what it is so like now i don't have any dying desire to see it right and the fact that he's continued to churn out kind of pretty subpar movies for the last like 15 20 years since then <laughs> doesn't have me like clamoring to go like catch up yeah but I, i'll say like control holds up even like knowing all of its like weird parts of it like just as a good i don't know i i really like high mobility shooters uh, Mm -hmm. which is also why i'm replaying doom 2016 yes and why you talked about boomer shooters in the past mm -hmm. yes like uh, (laughs) i just love being fast and like being able to do a lot well it's so funny though because i always think of you more as like uh like I want to like you're going to play more like kind of heady, thinky games mm-hmm. or like quirky games or story driven games. So like when you're like, I'm going for Doom 2016, like for all challenges on the first round, I'm like, damn, man, John yeah. is like a hardcore gamer. I forget. I like forget that sometimes for some reason. But it, I don't know why, because you obviously game like probably more than any of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But like <laughs> at least like with Doom, it's like learning all of the like. I don't know, scripting of a level or like the limits of a level where it's like the, especially with the challenges where it's like, 
oh, you have to perform like this many glory kills. And I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, there's only four of those enemies in this entire level. So I have to nail it. And if I don't, if I miss two, then I have to like either restart the level or play it again. And like, then there's the, all the like weapon, like I'm such a sucker for like a hundred percenting or like leveling up gear. Yeah. So like, especially in Doom, when I'm like, "Ooh, can I like get this weapon? What is the fastest, like, most efficient way I can a hundred percent like doing the like slowest speed run possible? Basically, <laughs> just trying to like, yeah, figure out the most optimal path in a game with those speed, speed fastest, grinding. like the fastest or the optimal <laughs> path stuff. Is that stuff that you like to f- just all find yourself? Like you like to poke at the edges and figure it out yourself you're not like googling like what's an optimal path you are the one you are spearheading that yourself to find that optimal path yeah every once in a while like it's once i've like exhausted a game like metroid prime that's when i start like looking into like speedrun strats and then see is like which one of these exploits can i do but like with yeah. control especially it's my second time playing the game it's mm-hmm. like oh like i'm i'm just like trying to be like well i don't need to go here immediately or it's like oh i'm wasting time if i'm grinding and leveling up before i unlock these mechanics whereas like doom 2016 like i'm almost i'm at the point where i've memorized like the first three levels or so yeah. And, like, know where every, like, secret is right off the bat. But, like, once I get to the later levels, especially since all the levels take so long. Yeah. It's, like, once I get to the later levels, it's, like, this is still kind of the third time maybe I've played this level. Whereas, like, the first one I've done, like, easily 20 times. Because it's also a great way to grind out, like, weapon Mm -hmm. statistics. It's good level design, too, for that matter. Oh my god! Yeah, I've played only like yeah. I think I played just like the first level or two of that game, and I was like, "This game is pretty sweet, even right off the bat." Yeah, so it's one I need to play more of. Yeah, especially since they're still on Game Pass, I believe. Yeah, I still haven't even booted up Eternal yet. Same. Like mm-hmm. that's it's on same my Steam library, so I have it, but I'm still trying to like. I don't know, like break in the Steam Deck by playing these games that I know really well or Kinda whatever. Makes sense. That that actually makes a ton of sense to like get used to like the settings, exactly. Get used to like that kind of stuff, Button, you can like kind of learn that stuff as opposed to like if you're just playing a new game you've never played and just thinking like, okay, this is busted. Too many variables. <laughs> it doesn't work right or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like it's the first time I think I've had a second thing with cloud save because. Oh, yeah. When I put Steam on this computer, like, the last thing I had played Steam on was, uh, like, my MacBook from 2013 or 20, <laughs> like, 10. Like, there was no cloud save back then, so I was starting every game new. And, like, this was the first yeah. time where, I forget even which game it was, that, like, I booted up between playing it on my computer and playing it on Steam Deck. And I was like, oh, that's just there that's that's really nice that's, that's awesome really good oh so i'm yeah like i would i'm gonna be so sad when nintendo doesn't have that for the switch too <laughs> oh my god don't don't you dare we know what to expect about, i was thinking about that as i was like unpacking my physical collection and like buying the, even these cheap games on sale i'm like why 
Why am I even buying I know. <sighs> I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. I know, man. But fingers D- crossed. Dare to dream. Fingers crossed. At the very least, I can upgrade to an OLED someday and pretend like it was worth my oh, while. That, that OLED screen <laughs> is real nice. It is. I do. I do kind of want to get one. I, I didn't end up springing for any of those Xboxes just yet. I was thinking about it, but I was like, ah, I kind of need a few furniture things. I was like, I don't need to do it right this second. Yeah. But it is annoying. Like you can find furniture on, on the one, side of the road. <laughs> no joke, especially when I'm driving to work in that area, like over in Birmingham. I'm like, people are throwing away some nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So now that I got an empty car that I can load up and fold down the seats, it's like, okay, what are you throwing away today, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did check out this other place too. It's called Restore. They like uh, similar to like Goodwill or Salvation yeah. Army or whatever, but they donate to Habitat for Humanity, and they had some pretty nice, nice stuff there for some pretty reasonable prices. So I was like, oh yeah, might have to head back over here for. We sure. We furnished a lot of our stuff in the house from a place like that out here, which was yeah. awesome. And they, like you buy a hundred bucks worth, and they uh, they like buy a bed for folks that need it too so it's like you you get it from both angles where like i'm buying this cool like antique thing a lot cheaper and you know yeah and they do a good job of like my parents said that my mom said she donated some stuff to them and they were like real picky like they were like we'll take the table but not those couches oh geez you know they're like they're like real picky about like we want what we want we don't want a bunch of junk like they actually come out you got to send them pictures then if they actually think it's worth their while they'll come out and look at it and then they'll come pick it up so it's Jeez. like they don't just have junk there. I mean, you know, it has some blemishes, of course, but like nothing. You know, I I definitely saw multiple things where I'm like, man, if I had my place a little more together and knew more what I needed, I would have walked out of there with some stuff. So nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kind of looking forward to that, too. Grabbing some of that junk. The Xbox stuff will be back on sale at some point. Ultimately. Yeah. Right. Right. Definitely. But it is kind of weird how like I will play stuff on Xbox One sometimes and I'm like, man, I feel like I, this runs almost like worse than I would expect it to run on Switch or like a game that I just wouldn't expect to run poorly at all. Like, you know, it's just like a 2D whatever game. And I'm like, yeah. why is this like chugging? Is it you know, Games like Pass? It is Game Pass stuff, but not like I on there. You can actually download them to the console and everything. Oh. So I'm not like cloud gaming or anything mm-hmm. weird uh for for most of them there are some like that aren't xbox one compatible and then you do have to download those to um uh, or play them on the cloud or whatever right um and i'm actually always kind of surprised like i almost dv default to that lately because i'm like that works better than yeah. downloading them for i some could see games. that so yeah which is crazy but just thinking about how that cloud technology used to work or like gaming over the web or whatever it was streaming shoot i just hooked up uh, our old Xbox 360 with the Viva Pinata uh, face face plate yes. plate on there just to play like the old version of Rock Band, and that sucker still functions. So nice. Yeah. I just unpacked my 360. I don't know if I, I'm probably just gonna pack it into a box for now, but like I was like, yeah. uh, considering I never was able to figure out my password for <laughs> like that. Yeah, version. I still have all those old content like, at that point. Well, I, yeah. yeah, I still have all those old like. Well, I have like the classics like Braid and Castle Crashers sure. and Meat Boy and all that stuff. But like, yeah. I have all those like. Uh, what were those called? Those like indie arcade games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Geometry Wars. No, like even more indie than that. Yeah, like, they yeah. Like, they were like these like 99 cent games. Yeah, or, like, 50 cent games. 
What were those called? Like at indie at X? No, that's what they call them now. Like ID at Xbox. Yeah, it I was forget something what they were like called. that. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had this game called like the main game that sticks in my head is this game called Applejack. But I just remember like playing. A oh, ton of those yeah. Games. It's like a oh platformer where you could like basically just like a 2D side, you know, side scrolling arcadey platformer, like kind of in the vein of like an OSAT games platformer, like those kind of stages. And I think if I recall correctly, you could like shrink into an apple and then like roll on the ground or something i don't know hmm. um but that game was just a lot of fun like good level design but there were what were those called man it's xbox gonna drive me nuts. live indie games i guess they just called it or commu- xbox live community games looks like is what wikipedia is the saying community I- games rings a vague bell because it was like i remember it being like a thing like you could download like the xna, XNA software what, yeah, yeah. software and then like anybody could make a game out it was kind of like proto game maker kind of like yeah it's kind of like an easy ish hmm. to use software yeah um was it really just community games it might have been it might have been that does ring a vague bell xbox live indie games or i bought a ton games. of those though yeah like there was another you remember there was another game on there shoot one up do you remember that one randall oh you would like God. get a bunch of like ships and they would keep multiplying and have a million you'd like have like a bunch of ships they actually released that on switch that's the only reason that game uh came to mind but i'm I'm pretty sure maybe it was just a regular xbox arcade game but no um, i don't remember that i think it was called like shoot one up dx or something like definitely that. remember applejack though we feel like uh or what order do we want to chat about stuff in tonight i've got my two wizard pinball breakout <laughs> style games i was looking at my list i was like these are kind of paired together i'm not going to go yeah. too deep into either of them really but um i've yeah. got those two i got lonely what mountain got? downhill lonely mountains downhill and monster hunter uh world nice okay. i got the nice, super nice. mario rpg Nice. Yes, I'm very curious to hear about that. I've almost Same. snagged that a few times. I'll say some words about it. Beauteous. Got to clear that cash. I was dying when you said that earlier. Got a game I've been meaning to clear out of the cash. Dude. Like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, part of my brain is just like, oh, I need to keep this fresh in my mind. I haven't talked about it on the podcast yeah. yet. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I was exactly. At, I was looking at the list on some of my stuff. I was like, oh, man, I haven't even talked about this. But I was like, maybe I'll save it for a save it for the cast. I'll figure it. Figure it out later. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, I did boot up Ali Ali World the other day mm. and was not impressed. Uh-oh. But I'm still Excuse. in the very I'm still <laughs> in the very early stages. So Excuse. I it starts a little slow. Interesting. I do remember it being a little tutorially, especially if you like already know how to play the Ali Ali games. Like, come on, let me just let me just do some flip tricks. Come on. But even then, I was just like, you know what? I wanna I wanna see. Just I wanna get refreshed. I wanna be like put back to speed. And then like I'm like, hmm. I'm trying to remember. I pushing my buttons. <laughs> I don't recall having that experience in the early goings, but I was streaming it and kind of hanging out. I don't know. Sometimes I can change the the feel flavor i've also been um, like 
only playing games that I've played like a million times. So yeah. like it may be like mm, I'm learning a new thing. Uh, and I don't it's like, like familiar, this. but how how much did you play the other Ali? Not games? very much at all. Only the first. Okay, okay. I was thinking you played a little bit of of two. No. Um, I don't okay. even know if I own two. I definitely don't. Two is great. I bought. I ended up buying that collection. Speaking of rebuying games, I ended up buying that Switch Stance collection on uh, Switch when it went on sale at some nice. point. Um, even though I have one and two on, um, PlayStation, I guess. Yeah, I've got it on. I don't know. I haven't was the last time I fired that thing up. Yeah, you'd want them on a portable thing. Yeah, those sort of games. Yeah, but it was like at this point, it's like Ali Ali World is my go-to of that. I I really should actually get those DLCs for that game because I just if there's if it's literally just more of that game, like it sounded like it was just gonna be like two more worlds of levels. It's like I really should just get that because it's just more of some of my favorite stuff. So Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that with Lonely Mountains Downhill. I know they've got some DLC on that. I I got the fr- there were a couple free DLCs and I think I did crack and finally buy the DLC too on Switch because I was just like, fuck, I just fucking love this game. Yeah. I need to have every element of this game that exists. But, but like you're saying, like, I just want more. I just yeah. <laughs> like I just want more. Yeah, like of it's this. so good. And if it's if it's. If it's on this level of production and quality, I'm in. 